Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Milan Lucic. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. DI. I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed.
right, welcome everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers Now. Tori, that one was for you. This is Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at Digitex. This is Oilers Now, a uh, jam-packed edition. The Edmonton Oilers coming off a surprising uh, definitive 4-1 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. They ble- uh, beat a potential playoff team for the second time in less than three weeks. Last night at Rogers Place, we'll have a complete recap of the game in the opening half hour of the show. We will also uh, hear from Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock, along with Leon Dreisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Joseph Gambardella. Brendan Escott will have NHL today for elite promotional marketing. 12.35 for our friends at River Creek Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. 105 today, we'll open up the phone lines, get to some texts, all that kind of stuff. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Grammy winner Rick Springfield taking the stage, River Cree, on Saturday night. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us, 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. 135 uh, for tomorrow's game coming up. The Edmonton Oilers uh, have their Oilers ladies toy drive to talk about that. Uh, Cassie Russell joins us right. And uh, 145, we will hear from Red Deer Rebels play-by-play voice. Cam Moon will do our WHL playoff prediction. So lots to get to. Hope you're having a solid Friday. The Oilers uh, had a light, quick skate today. They take on the Ottawa Senators um, who are in town tomorrow afternoon for a matinee. It is a Rogers Place double dip. The Edmonton Oil Kings opening up their playoff series against the Medicine Hat Tigers 7.30 tomorrow night at Rogers Place as well. Brendan, how you doing? Things are good today, Bob. Big win last night. Things are good today? Is that what uh, the consensus you've got? Things are good today? We're going good? It's all good? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's still a <laughs> hey, You know what? And I know we all know what the math is. So realistically, are they going to run the table and get into the playoffs? Probably not. Don't tell the players that. You know what? The players have got to believe, and that's the reality of the situation. I just want to see Edmonton play the right way and, and play some consistent hockey late in the season. It should be mentioned, uh, since the team has gotten uh, Andre Sekera back, so they've gone with the six defensemen that they're in the playoffs with a couple of years ago. They're 9-5-2. and two. Now, that being said, I believe the game has shifted, and we will see a shift to said defense at some point in the offseason, regardless as to who ends up being the general manager for this hockey club moving forward. I think they're certainly uh, doing the event yesterday with uh, Bob Nicholson with the Oilers season seed holders, and I know I alluded to that on yesterday's show, just what a tremendously passionate and uh, uh, honest, uh, and and we might have had the most queued up uh, group that was there because there were some strong voices um, with some, uh, frankly, honest and critical assessment of uh, the organization's plight right now. But uh, one of the things that I got out of yesterday, skill, 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 and I think that that's going to be a priority moving forward. And... Full disclosure, it's my belief that uh, when Peter Shirelli took aboard uh, control, and which, by the way, at that time, and Brendan, you were, I don't know if you are at Thompson Rivers or wherever you were in April of 2015, but I, w- I went back and researched the texts uh, from that show on April 24th when it was official, and it was 87% 
support. We had over 1,200 texts, and I went through it and ran the numbers through. 87% of the texters were in support with that decision at that time. Did not work. One thing that you would find interesting is that I know uh, Shirelli had Tyler Dello working in the organization from an analytics perspective, sort of as a Tyler's his own guy. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's resurfaced because he's kind of backed off the athletic stuff, maybe not for Edmonton, but with another NHL organization. And he had a company called Dark Horse Analytics. And one of the themes in that 2015 draft was not to go off the board and go too high on on sort of project players and the organizations that did that between roughly 10 to 40 in the draft because you got to hit at those picks. The organizations that went with bigger, heavier players that didn't put up points, they often missed. So think of a guy like Tyler Biggs from the Maple Leafs and look no further than the Edmonton Oilers with uh, David Musil and Mitch Moraz picks in, in back-to-back years. I know a lot of people say, well, you know, you guys took Musil because he was playing with the Oil Kings. Wrong. At that time, he was playing for the Vancouver Giants. He got traded to Edmonton at a later date. Uh, Moraz, absolutely, the Oilers uh, went off the board and took high in the second round. Neither guy panned out as a player. And uh, you look at 2016 as an example, the Tyler Benson pick in the second round, and I'm going to give you two other names from the 2016 draft. We all know who Alex Brinkett is. He's having an unbelievable year with Chicago. Secondary scoring, he's on a second scoring line with Dylan Strome. They've been terrific, mostly with Dominic Cahoon of late with Brandon Perlini. And uh, the other guy is Jordan Cairo with the St. Louis Blues, who had, um, I think uh, maybe even led the OHL in scoring last season. He, uh, those two, and then Tyler Benson. So the there there was a bit of a shift to some more skill by the 2016 draft and by 2017 because Keith Gretzky came aboard in August 2016. By 2017, I don't think size was as much of an issue when they drafted Kyler Yamamoto. They just believed that he'd provide something. So a little bit of a, a back perspective, but I know the Oilers uh, moved a little off the analytics. They went internally with a couple guys. Uh, a lot of people thought Dello in particular was quite dynamic. Um, he certainly was a... Uh, had a voracious appetite to tweet and not all of you that listened to the show liked him that much when he came on the show uh, but there were he had his fans as well it's kind of how it works and when you do stuff like this you got to have thick skin comes with the territory you're going to get criticism on a daily basis uh, so anyways to the here and now the Edmonton Oilers uh, win last night 4-1 Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl being reunited late in the second period frankly the first period stunk it was a terrible period of hockey. Six shots on goal. The Oilers check, 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 hoping that uh, Columbus would spit the bit. Finally, the game got going halfway through the second period. Let's go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation. Directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Jack Michaels with the call. Miko Koskinen back in the pipes. He shut out Columbus with 30 saves on March the 2nd in Ohio State Capitol. It's the best game the Oilers have played all year. Play developing here at Dreisaitl in front. And Lucic, whose next point will be 500, just missed. Left wing, Ryan Dezingle puts the brakes on. Waits, dishes off. Nudabar in front. One-timer score. What a finish by David Savard. Here's Brodziak. Walks in, shoots, and scores. And right on cue, Ed gets the response that gives the crowd a jolt and puts the Oilers right back in this game. Oilers a two-on-one. McDavid in over the line. Right circle. Feathers. One-timer score. Zach Cassian matches his career high. 
14. Well, a bit of a fortuitous break at the blue line, but you got to capitalize on those breaks. And Columbus blew an odd man rush, and the Oilers roared back the other way. Here's Nurse with an outlet. Dry subtle breaks free. He's got McDavid wide open, gives it to him. McDavid shoots and scores. Off the post, off Corpusalo, and in. Lindbergh is two goals all year with a turnover, and the Oilers two on one. Dry subtle right circle, waiting, waiting, dishing. Wrist shot, score. Ryan Nugent Hopkins turns out the lights. Power play goal, his career high, 25th, 4-1, Edmonton. All right, so the Oilers uh, get the win. Three-point performance from Leon Dreisaitl, a goal assist from uh, Connor McDavid. Ken Hitchcock saying after the game that the Edmonton Oilers played well defensively. This time of year, everybody's dialed in checking-wise, so... If you spit the bit, you're going to end up giving up odd man rushes. I thought we stayed patient until we got our energy back, uh, really halfway through the second period, and then I thought we really uh, started to play and, and got our down low game going on them. We played a patient, smart hockey game, and then the big boys took over in the third period, which was kind of how you drew it up. Um, Ken Hitchcock added some additional comments. And I know for the guys that sit there and break down their numbers and pick apart, uh, pick apart at the carcass of an organization, and the Oilers have given you lots of opportunities to do that over the last several years, no, there's no chance the Oilers can make the playoffs. Well, Ken Hitchcock had this to say on that very topic. We knew exactly what was going on, uh, and we told the players, and they responded. I mean... I know everybody around here talks about next year, but that's not the focus in that locker room. And somebody's going to get in. A lot of these teams start to play each other. We just got to keep playing and winning hockey games. And if we if we play the way we played tonight, we're going to win a lot of games. And that's got to be our focus. Is we dialed up our checking, we got our chances. We played patient, smart hockey. Stayed out of the penalty box. We did all the things that you talk about. We went and did them. And that's a team that's just as desperate as anybody to get in the playoffs, and we played very, very well against them. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll get to another Ken Hitchcock comment in a second. Yesterday morning at a uh, season seed holder event, which, by the way, uh, may I, I'm told of all of the ones that were there, John Shannon and myself, uh, I sort of ran the Q&A session, and it, it may have been the feistiest, which is good. You need fan feedback, and you need uh, season seat holder feedback. And part of the reason why things are as feisty as they are, number one, the team has not played well. Number two, uh, the valuation and tickets when they go in the resale market uh, obviously has cratered, which uh, frustrates uh, hardcore fans. The owners have made some uh, mistakes along the way. That's an absolutely an absolute given. Uh, they're incredibly fortuitous as the organization to have as good of fans as they do that have supported the team as long as they have. But during the course of yesterday's uh, event, uh, one of the comments Bob Nicholson made, the order CEO, was about Tobias Reader, and that he, uh, Bob said yesterday that he wouldn't be back next year. Reader, for those of you that don't know, is on a one-year deal at $2 million. He is a restricted uh, free agent. Uh, he's not scored a goal this year. Tobias Reeder would be the first person to tell you he's had a disappointing offensive campaign. Um, so uh, Bob 
Nicholson subsequently apologized to Tobias Reader yesterday afternoon. I'm sure you've all seen that. Here's Ken Hitchcock following uh, last night's game, and then we'll circle back to Reader in a second here. Uh, but uh, Ken Hitchcock saying that Reader is incredibly valuable even without scoring. He's an honest, hardworking, determined hockey player. He's a guy, if you want to play the game the right way, all you got to do is show clips of him. He hasn't scored. He's missed a number of opportunities, and that pressure probably mounts a little bit. But as far as being a player on our team, he's very valuable because he carries the conscience of the team. You never have to coach him. So I, I don't think I've said five words to him from a teaching standpoint because he does the right stuff all the time. So from our standpoint, you want to see a guy score and have success offensively because it makes him feel good. But if he's not doing that, he helps us in a number of other areas. And that's, that's what a teammate does. So he's a, for me, he's a really good teammate. Uh, Reed Wilkins has just tweeted out a comment today from uh, practice. Uh, that's just, again, it was a quick practice. Uh, Tobias Reeder saying, I feel it's disappointing uh, what was said. I'm offended by it. I'm the first one to admit I'm not having a good year. We'll have his complete comments coming up later, but uh, uh, maybe in the second hour of Oilers now. All right, so an additional comment on, you know, I to in personal interpretation, I think there was some exasperation shown from Bob about the lack of secondary scoring with the hockey team. I think all of you that have watched the team this year realize that there's been an absence of secondary scoring from the hockey team. At the start of the year, the Oilers' top three left line, uh, top three left wings were Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Tobias Reeder, and Milan Lucic. The top three right wings to start the year uh, were Ty Ratty, uh, Yessa Pogliarvi, and Kyler Yamamoto. Those three right wings have combined for nine goals. The three left wings have combined for 30. 25 by Nugent Hopkins, who spent at least half the time at center. Our reader has not scored. I'm going to go on record right now saying to, someone out there is going to give Tobias Reader a contract moving forward. Uh, he's a restricted free agent at $2 million. bucks. I, I will tell you that I thought, I didn't get my, uh, Brennan, in my preseason predictions, I had him at 18 goals. I thought, you know what, he'll play with Dreisaitl or he'll get some minutes with Nugent Hopkins or McDavid. I And so I'm as surprised as anybody that he hasn't scored this year. Um, and I will suggest to you that he'll get a contract next year and logic dictates that he'll probably bounce back and score double-digit goals or he'll have 8 to 12 goals or something like that. But I think we all know that there's been frustration with the lack of secondary scoring depth. Now, many of you will point out that uh, Peter Shirelli, as general manager in the organization, failed when they started the year with three right wings named Ty Ratty, along with Paul Yarby and Yamamoto. None of those three guys were in the lineup last night. Played a factor in the teams. I mean, they got nine goals out of those three guys. Logic dictates that's not enough. So, uh, Yamamoto, I think, is still a pretty good prospect. Obviously, Paul Yarby's hurt's got the hip issue. Ratty, you know, has not exactly gained traction over the years with Ken Hitchcock. Frankly, Edmonton's lucky to get 20 goals from Alex Chason. And uh, Zach Cassian's become a bit of a storyline as well. So, anyways, uh, Leon Dreisaitl last night says the Edmonton Oilers rallied beating a good team. Obviously, um, you know, it was a tight game, and, um, you know, that's a group, that's a good good team over there, um, really good, and um, I thought we stuck with it. Uh, it wasn't perfect by any means, but, um, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of sticking with it longer than, than the other team, and uh, yeah, I thought we did a good job of that tonight. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins says the Edmonton Oilers are still pushing for the playoffs. 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely, we're not stopping pushing here. I mean, uh, regardless of how it looks, I guess, when you look at the standings, I mean, we're just going to keep pushing, keep uh, uh, picking up points here and uh, see what happens. Joseph Gambardello yesterday picked up his first assist, Josh Curry, and, and three of the four goals yesterday, Columbus was screaming at the refs. They thought the owners got away with some stuff. Curry's doing everything possible to stay in the league. I think that's fair. Gambardello describing his first NHL point. Uh, great play by uh, D getting up the the puck up the wall and Brodzak did a good job of coming in uh, below there and made a great play to Curry. Curry did a good job getting the uh, puck behind the D, did a, uh, made a good play on the body and I was just lucky enough to get it and make a play through to Brodzak and he had an unbelievable finish. It was a great play all around. There you go. Fourth line goal from Edmonton and that was key because they scored within a couple minutes of the goal from David Savard and then the big boys took over the rest of the way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 1224 in Edmonton. When we come back, Brendan Escott will have NHL today for elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It is 1227 in Edmonton. Let's go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear. Drew Shamahorn and his staff at Elite, they'll take care of you. Here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. Only two games in the NHL tonight, but a big one for the Oilers. Washington hosting the Minnesota Wild. Anaheim out west is entertaining San Jose as well. Lightning forward Yanni Gord will have a hearing with the Department of Player Safety this afternoon for a blindside hit on Kane's forward Jordan Stahl last night. Stahl did return to the game, but uh, he did miss 32 out of 34 games earlier this year with a concussion. Elsewhere, uh, Capitals defenseman Michael Kepney is out indefinitely now after suffering a leg injury against Tampa Bay on Wednesday. The Predators signed Minnesota Golden Gopher Rem Pitlick to a two-year entry-level contract. He is a Hobie Baker finalist who put up 45 points this year. The Lightning, meanwhile, did the same with UMass Lowell standout Ryan Lowen, who led the Riverhawks with 27 points this year. Jets recalling goaltender Eric Comrie on an emergency basis after Laurent Bressois left last night's game with a lower body injury. Leafs had uh, defenseman Jake Gardner and Travis Dermott skating this morning. They've both been out with separate injuries uh, since late February, actually. Bakersfield Condor is a road date with the Ontario Rain tonight. The Oil Kings opening their 2019 playoffs at Rogers Place tomorrow against Medicine Hat. That's a 7.30 puck drop. And uh, Jaskarat Singh Sidhu, who was the uh, bus driver in the Humboldt, or the truck driver, rather, in the Humboldt Broncos uh, bus crash, was sentenced to eight years in prison for that uh, that incident today. All right. Uh, 12.29, Cassandra Jodwan will have a global news weather traffic update, uh, and then we will uh, bring aboard Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort and Casino. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.